Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever it is you are listening from. If you want to join our everyday community that goes through the Bible, reading plans together each month, check out how to get plugged in at our website, kateandcalco.com. Our community is made up of incredible women committed to ditching the excuses and holding each other accountable to getting into God's word daily, even when that looks imperfect. We hope to see you in there. Hi, you guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about marriage struggles and conflict, which if you listened to our last episode, we spoke a little bit about marriage, but we were talking more about um, sacrifice and sacrificial love versus control. So if you didn't listen to that one, go ahead and go back and listen to it because we did kind of lay sort of a foundation for this episode on that one. Um, But today we're going to be talking about struggles and conflict, which are inevitable in marriage. Uh, Before we get started, um, the only way that people know about this podcast is through word of mouth and you guys sharing it and um, reading it. And so if you wouldn't mind taking just a moment of your time and leaving a review for us, that will help us to reach more women and share more encouragement uh, for Jesus with them. But we'll go ahead and get started. So this, I want to kind of clarify this episode, we're going to be speaking to conflict. If you both if you both love Jesus and are putting in the effort, we know that there are relationships where maybe for whatever reason, you may be unequally yoked. And we will talk about that a little bit more later in this episode. Um, or if, and we just also want to like kind of leave a clarification, which we did this on the last episode, but if you are in a relationship that is unhealthy or abusive. We are not speaking to that when it comes to speaking to struggles and conflict. So uh, we hope that if you are in a relationship that is unhealthy, toxic, or abusive, that you are in, you are able to reach out and get some help um, and um, know that this podcast is not meant for you. But if you are in a healthy, loving relationship and you both love Jesus, uh, we want to speak about marriage struggles and conflict because it's it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, and I actually loved, so Laura Whiffler, I follow her on Instagram and she made a post, uh, last week about marriage. And on one of the parts of her caption, it said, it's okay to go to bed with unresolved conflict. We aren't very nice when we're tired. New mornings bring new mercies. And I think we all have heard, I feel like that was written on every single one of our like marriage advice board for our wedding or our (laughs) wedding shower. Like don't go to bed angry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I think there's something to be said about having the maturity and the wisdom to be able to say, like, we cannot be productive in this conversation any longer. So I love you. And we'll talk about this tomorrow. And it's okay to, like, go to bed without it being all figured out. You don't have to be angry. You can still tell each other you love each other. Uh, but you don't have to have it all figured out uh, because we're just we're not very nice when we're tired. And I shared this on the last episode uh, about how my husband and I are in a, have been in, you know, I feel like all of us are if we have little babies at home, but we're in seasons, you know, with getting little sleep and it can be hard sometimes. And uh, my husband and I always have this rule that we just don't hold anything against each other if it's said in the middle of the night, because we're just not ourselves when we're tired. Um, But we just... (laughs) We thought that was a fun little thing to start this episode off with. If you have heard the advice to not go to bed when you're angry, maybe disregard that and go to sleep. 
get some rest to try again in the morning. <laughs> I feel that way about life in general. Like if I'm frustrated with something or like trying to get something done and it's just not happening, if I like press reset and I go to bed, a lot of that can just naturally be fixed with a good night of sleep. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that start. I think the other thing we need to address, again, if you both love Jesus and are putting him in the forefront of your relationship and putting in effort to your relationship, we also need to remember what were our expectations coming into marriage. And sometimes if you have a really good marriage counselor that's walking you through counseling before you ever even get married, which for those of you that aren't married, highly recommend that. If you if you are married and that wasn't a thing, that's fine, but you probably didn't talk about your expectations for marriage necessarily mm-hmm. and what you expected it to be. And then when you get married, it can be like a harsh reality of what marriage actually is versus what you thought it might be based on social factors around you or movies you've watched or conversations you've had. Um, and I think that that can be a really hard start to your marriage and especially in the area of conflict if well, you let's aren't be, on the same page. <laughs> and let's be clear, it is a harsh reality when you get married, no matter what kind of counseling you've had. And so For starting sure. it off with like that, like Kate said, that's just super important. So for those of you who are not yet wed, definitely make that a non-negotiable. Um, yeah. But if you haven't, then no, you know, no looking back, but yeah. um, marriage counseling can be just so helpful. And, you know, marriage is hard. It is. And I, and you see an experience. I mean, to be honest, Callie and I both come from homes that had broken marriages. And so we had a lot of experience in things that we saw that we didn't want in our marriages. And so I was, I was pretty like obsessed with starting off on the right foot. Cole and I read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. We for sure got the counseling and I do think it paid off and has saved us conflict. But even then, like Callie said, even then you're going to find conflict in your marriage. That's just part of it. And you're going to find that you weren't even on the same page as much as you may have thought you were. Um, And so that can cause more conflict. And we do need to remember that our expectations for marriage as believers needs to go back to God's design for marriage. And so Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about that in our previous episode on when we talked about sacrificial love. And so go back to that to hear our deep dive into God's design for marriage. Um, But even if you come into marriage with completely different expectations, I do want to to say like God is a miracle worker and he does Mm -hmm. perform miracles still today. And so it is possible with the redeeming work of the Lord to reshape the way you handle conflict in marriage, to reshape your expectations with marriage within marriage. So a marriage in my eyes is never too far gone. It, Mm -hmm. there is always room for the Lord to work. And so wherever your marriage stands today, just know that you can believe if you believe in God, you believe in miracles and you believe in his Holy Spirit doing miraculous works in your heart, in your husband's heart. And I just fully believe that no marriage is too far gone. And Mm -hmm. so I just want to remind you that his work is incredible and he can reshape the way that you both view marriage, the expectations you have, um, and the fruit that can come from your marriage in the future as well. Um, So first things first, when talking about conflict in marriage, I think it's important to remember that you need to expect conflict. And we've said this several times already. 
Um, you need to expect that it's going to arise. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it mm -hmm. doesn't mean when conflict arises, it doesn't mean that you have a bad marriage. It, it does reiterate our need for a savior within our marriage and within the two imperfect people that are now joined together as one trying to do life together. That's hard because we each have our own set of sins and our own sinful hearts and um, our own selfish desires. And that is why we so badly need a savior within our marriage at the center of our marriage or else I truly don't know how it works. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how it works without him. I'll just be yeah. frank in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And just remembering that you're on the same team. Um, you guys, we are all deeply flawed human beings. And at the end of the day, like that is going to cause conflict and come in between our, our even the purest desires for a um, perfect marriage. And so just know that um, we need to be talking about and communicating and also praying for our desire to put each other's needs first um, and to be making decisions with each other's best interest in mind um, and your whole entire family's best interest in mind. And you guys, I think that we underestimate the power of prayer way too much. Mm. We are always looking and I, like I, I'm speaking for myself too. Like I feel like we're always looking for the perfect book or the perfect class or the perfect, you know, mentor or just like someone or something to like speak truth and wisdom to us. And at the end of the day, like God's word and prayer and the Holy Spirit, like they, that truly is enough. And I think that we underestimate it being enough. And so mm -hmm. don't underestimate the power of praying for your heart's desire. Um, and not necessarily in regards to like our marriage, but there have been times in my life that I have prayed like, okay, God, I don't even want to pray about this. Like, I don't even have a desire to pray for the desire to love this person. Um, and the Lord has worked with that kind of a prayer. And so no matter where your marriage is at right now, just know that praying for the desire to put your husband first, to love him unconditionally, um, that praying for those things is going to make a big change. That reminds me of those books. Oh, it's slipping my mind right now. There's a husband and a wife one, and there's actually one for your kids too. But it's if you don't know where to start with prayer, I would start there. Um, I think they're like the power of a praying wife or something like that. It's, is it by Stormy? Is that her, the author's name? I'm not sure. I can look it up. I might be butchering that. But the power of a praying wife and the power of a praying husband are sitting on our nightstands. And I've been through mine a few times at this point. It just gives you a starting point, too, of ways you can be praying for your husband. Yes, it is Stormy. Callie just confirmed. Mm -hmm. So those are great books to pick up. They're cheap. You can. I love to give them as gifts to like newlyweds as well. So that is a great point, Callie. The power of prayer is so powerful. Um, and going straight off of Callie's point, too, I feel like the other thing we need to remember is that we are imperfect people. And so your husband, I'm sorry, you can keep looking for that dream guy or whatever until you get married, those of you that are single. But you, you are never going to find the perfect person because it, he doesn't exist. You're going to marry an imperfect mm -hmm. person. Um, and so it, he's never going to perfectly fit your needs. He's never going to fit your perfect mold of a spouse only Jesus can truly fulfill that like we need to sit on that for a second only Jesus can truly fulfill our every need and so that is not fair for us to expect that out of our husbands mm -hmm. it's just not and we need to stop feeling like that and putting that kind of pressure on them because that is doing nothing for our marriages 
Um, they are our spouse. They are not our savior. And so we need to remember the distinct difference between that. And one thing, I'm pretty sure I even learned it from those books I just referenced, but it talked a lot about how our go-to is like, even in our prayers, is to, to be praying for change within them and in their hearts and in their ways and in their actions. When in reality, let's like start with ourselves. What ways can we change to be a better wife and to be a better servant and a better helper in in our families and so that was a huge thing for me too is all those like little nitty-gritty things that may bug you on on a day-to-day basis or even the deeper issues like we can always start with prayer in our own hearts too in ways that we can be a better fit as their wife and helper yes and I feel like something that it's easy to forget in the like day to day because we have such a like small picture minds. Like we tend to look at just like what's right in front of us. And it's really hard to take that step back and see the big picture. Um, I feel like particularly as women, I don't know, at least for my husband and I, it's so much easier for him to see the big picture than for me. Like I tend to be hyper-focused on what's right in front of me. Um, And it is really important to take that step back and realize that our marriage is an example to our children or our future children. So if you have children, or if you have a desire to have children in the future, um, like how our marriage looks, how our kids see us talk to our spouse, that is an example to them of one, how we communicate to image bearers of God in general, um, and two, how we are to communicate to our spouse. And I think that both Kate and I and our husbands, like uh, Kate, Kate and I and our husbands, we have uh, very similar stories when it comes to like our backgrounds and where we come in and what we bring into our marriage. And, uh, we, Alex and I have very different view of what we grew up with and what we brought into our marriage Mm -hmm. because of that, as far as like things we wanted to aim for and things we didn't want to, you know, aim for in our marriage. Um, and so just remember that your marriage is an example to your child. And I feel like sometimes that's like an easier motivation for us. Like sometimes it's easier to be motivated by our children. And so, Um, I don't know if that's a right thing, but I just hope that that's encouraging to you to like, (laughs) like, okay, like maybe I don't feel like working on this today, but I, I need to, because it's, because the Lord calls me to, because it's respectful to my husband to be working towards this, but also because this is, this is going to be passed down in my family. So true. And as like a, a small caveat to that, it has been really sweet for Callie and I both to see how even though we may, obviously we didn't grow up seeing the perfect marriage. Well, guess what? Neither will our kids. Like our kids will also not Mm -hmm. grow up seeing the perfect marriage, no matter how it ends. And so I think that that's a sweet reminder too, is the Lord is working through our brokenness always, but especially when our hearts are truly like for Jesus and and pursuing a life for him. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. You're not going to get it right every time. You're not going to set the perfect example for your kids, but he is still working in that and he is still producing fruit in that along the way. And I will add to that, like it's important for them to see, this was also part of that, that post I just referenced in the beginning that Laura Whiffler had made. Like it's important for our kids to see us, us, 
re- com- have conflict and resolve the conflict too. Yes. Like it's not that we should hide behind closed doors and pretend that our marriage is perfect for our children. That's not at all what we're saying. So true. It is important for them to see that we are going to have, you know, I think that there's an appropriate level of what we communicate about in front of our children, but it is important for them to see that at times there is going to be conflict and then then for them to see mommy and daddy make it right with each other and make yeah. it right with our kids. So I think that that's an important note to make too. Like we aren't referencing saying like, let's let's just have like perfect marriages in front of our kids. No, let's show them how to have conflict because it's going to become a part of life and Mm -hmm. then resolve that in a way that honors the Lord. So true. And within reason, obviously, like there are certain boundaries to protect your kids from in within Mm -hmm. those conflicts. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with that. We do not want to set that example and set them up for failure looking for that perfect marriage as well, because then they're going to get married and be like, my mom and dad lied. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is not how it works. Um, but I love that. That's so true. Okay. A few quick notes on talking about if you are unequally yoked with your husband Um, And if it feels like it's one-sided or maybe like you're a believer, but they're not. And that is really, obviously that's, we can't speak from experience in this, but we can give you some encouragement because that is a a harsh reality for a lot of people. And sometimes non-believers get married and maybe one of you becomes saved along the way, which is incredible and a huge celebration in heaven. Or maybe you made the decision to get married without being equally yoked, and now you're kind of seeing why that's why that's hard or why that may not be God's des- original design through just, like, spiritual maturity. And, and that's amazing, again, that he's working in your heart in that way. But it is hard um, in marriage. It is not impossible in marriage. And we say the things above, especially for those of you that are still dating and, or, and or engaged, honestly. If you're not married and you haven't made that commitment before the Lord, really just going to encourage you to dive into scripture and prayer as you navigate the future of the relationship that you're in. If you're still in the dating or engaged phase, really just take to heart the things that we've said and mainly just do your own biblical reading and and prayer with the Lord to get discernment from his Holy Spirit in that. Um, If you are married, though, I would just be, power of prayer is everything continue to pray for community to surround you in that um continue to pray for wise counsel um and don't stop praying for your husband and your spouse but also just don't give up in your own efforts as well and continue to you are probably one of the biggest influences for the gospel in their life especially mm-hmm. if they're an unbeliever or not equally yoked so continue to be that example for them show them what Christ's life light and love looks like. Um, and that's just a huge witness opportunity that you have as hard as it can be when it feels one-sided. Um, but we do want to kind of leave you with an encouragement in that God does love you and your spouse so, so, so much. And as hard as it is, and as hard as it can be to navigate these conflicts when you're not on the same page spiritually, um, I just want to leave you with the fact that you can have so much faith in the fact that his good works are working through you and are working through your marriage, even if, even if it's one-sided because you are faithfully running towards him. 
even if your spouse isn't, okay? So just continue to run after him first and foremost and have faith that he is completing a good work in you regardless of what your spouse is doing. And that part, part of that is just out of your circle of control. And we've talked about that before on this podcast of just really doing what you can to steward your relationship with the Lord and to steward your marriage the way that you've called, you've been called to do so. And then for all marriages in general, like across the board, no matter where you're at listening to this, um, it's just really important to learn, be open to learning, um, have grace with and understand that you might face conflict differently. And I feel like this is something that can be really hard. Kate and I were both talking about this. And once again, we are the same way in this and that um, our husbands like to kind of like take a deep breath, think about it, take a step back, wait mm-hmm. to respond. Um, I always feel like my husband is ignoring me and he's not. He's just really pondering what his next words are, which I think is wise, but it drives me insane because I'm like, what do you have to say to that? <laughs> and um, and whereas like myself and Kate, we both, we, we talked about this before the episode. I'm not just speaking for Kate, but we, yeah. we both are the kind of, we just want to like, we want to fix it. We want it to be better. And so because we want to fix it, we want to like, you know, duke it out first. We want to have the conversation right then and there. And our husbands are like, I think that we should, you know, like think about this and which is probably wise. I really believe that the Lord knew what he was doing there. Um, But, and so, but just be aware that like how you face conflict might be different and that we need to respect that about each other. So, you know, if you and your spouse are both somebody who want to face it right then and there, then that's great. Um, But if you are different in that and maybe you need to step back and take a breath or he wants, you know, to uh, handle it right then. I think there's a way for us to respect, respect each other in that without it being, with it being a compromise and not a total like one-sided thing. Whereas like, you know, if my husband were to just walk away from me and not speak to me for an hour, that would like crush me. And so I think there's a way to kind of have that, uh, okay, look, I I love you. I hear you. Um, Right now though, I need to take some time to think through that. And then the other person needs to be open to okay, like, I understand that. I respect that. We'll come back and talk about this in a little while. So Mm -hmm. I think that there's a way to do that in a compromising way. We don't need to like, just, you know, flat out ignore and disregard somebody. Um, And we also don't need to like bombard them with our words when they need some space. So just learning that is really important to marriage. And it took us some time to figure that out in our own marriage. So we thought we would share that little tidbit. Yeah, I honestly feel like that was one of our hardest transitions into marriage because we didn't live together before we were married. So then when you move in and you're like forced to face the conflict, you can't like leave. You can't like you're going to bed in the same bed and you can't avoid the conflict at that point. We really actually had to face this head on and it was rough at first. I remember having some really emotional moments and feeling, I don't know. It was, it was just tough working through that. So I feel you if you're opposites on that because we laugh about it because it is kind of funny sometimes how much alike Callie and I's marriages are in this way and in our men being similar and handling conflict in lots of aspects of life. But humor aside, like it is really hard when you're in the moment. And so just finding that compromise where you're both respecting each other's needs. Um, and that can definitely look like a conversation when you aren't having a conflict. I think that's a really good conversation to have before the next conflict comes comes to fruition. So, okay, before we leave, we just kind of wanted to remind you, we run an online accountability group and we are always 
open for spots. We have women in there ready to dive into God's word with you. We go through a Bible plan every month together. We have a daily check-in post where you can hold yourself accountable to getting in God's word every day because that truly is the only way that we know God's word is by being in it every single day. And, and we love that we get to do it with each other. And so there's women in there ready to share wisdom and just struggle and pray with you and it's just a really sweet community, and so we want to invite you into that. You can sign up by going to our website, katencalco.com. We always link that in our show notes, and just click on join our group, and we would love to see you in there. Otherwise, just thank you for being here today and hearing us out about our marriages. As always, we are always open to your suggestions on new podcast topics, so send us a DM or an email if you have something you really want us to dive into. Otherwise... You guys have a great rest of your week. Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever it is you are listening from. If you want to join our everyday community that goes through the Bible, reading plans together each month, check out how to get plugged in at our website, kateandcalco.com. Our community is made up of incredible women committed to ditching the excuses and holding each other accountable to getting into God's word daily, even when that looks imperfect. We hope to see you in there.